It's an honour to chat to Simon Gunning, who's the CEO of Calm, the campaign against living miserably. Uh, Simon, good to have you on. Explain what Calm do and what you do with Calm. I'm, I'm just going to dwell on it being an honour for a moment, if I can. It That's, is. I'm, I don't think anybody's ever said that. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just relax into that one. Yeah, um, yeah I'm chief executive of Calm. Um, we are uh, a mental health organisation, uh, but not as the world knows it. So we um, we we focus uh, on a, on a lens of suicide prevention, um, and we, we view suicide and the suicide rate uh, and the reasons for that as our kind of our barometer on how society is doing. Um, and in short, through that measure, it's not doing well. I was going to say, because obviously um, Calm's so grown over the years, hasn't it? So, I mean, that, that shows how the stigma around men's mental health has, 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 has changed over the years as well. Yeah, it has. Uh, and, and I think what's probably really important to, to, to think about as well is that as Calm has grown uh, massively over the last three and a half, four years, um, we've been we've become attractive to people who uh, who are, are are men, but people who are not men as well. So um, the way that we do things is very different. We work very sort of uh, very much in, in popular culture, in, in sports and in music and in comedy and all things like that. And so we've changed our focus from what was. Um, combating male mental health issues which lead to three quarters of all suicide to actually focusing on high risk groups um, so we will work with anybody whatever gender you want to you, you, you want to be today we, we, we don't mind we'll help you um, and we'll do that through the use of our helpline which runs from five till midnight seven days a week and which is anonymous and absolutely non-judgmental and staffed by paid professional people um, but also through our campaigning, we want to reach anybody who is at risk and we want to help people um, who are worried about other people too. So whilst we are absolutely a suicide prevention organisation, actually we view things very much in the in the round, if you like. So we, we want to help people when they're just having a bit of a rubbish day, all the way up to people who are at an absolute point of crisis. And um, the, the suicide statistics are only going up year after year. Um, and uh, that, that, that means, I think, that we help we have more of a mission this year than we did last year. Uh, what will happen next year in the post-COVID world uh, is anyone's guess but I don't think it I don't think it's going to be any better I think we can we can put it that way so it's it's, it's a challenging and, and, and fascinating role that I do in um, an, an environment and society that I think needs us more than it ever has and do you think uh, you know in terms of uh, depression for men and so on because you know we've kind of focused a little bit on the on the male side of things is is there a particular age when things are at the highest risk as far as you're concerned well, the, the, the problem is that we've, we've sort of got a converging set of issues. So um, what was traditionally, traditionally um, the, the way that the, the, the numbers indicate things is that men in their 40s and up uh, are at the highest risk of poor mental health. Um, so that's men are basically under 45, which we refer to as young men. So we say that if you're a young man in the UK, the most likely thing to kill you is yourself. Um, but what, whilst that continues to be true, actually the, the suicide rate in, the, in men in their 40s and 50s, it does constitute the largest group, but it's not the fastest growing group. The fastest growing group is younger people, 16 to 24. So where we had you know, a fairly kind of 
tidy, logical way of looking at things. Actually, what we've got to do is look right across society. So age is a factor, but definitely kind of uh, social background, economics are a big factor too. Um, location is a factor, profession is a factor. There are so many ways for us to look at it all that we are left with the, 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 the simple choice really that we, we, we try to help groups who are at particularly high risk and we, we try to do that in ways which are accessible for everybody. It's interesting you talk about um, that, that 16 to 25 group growing. Um, I might rightly or wrongly have held this opinion for a while that if I could uninvent social media, um, I would at a heartbeat. Um, oh, yeah. can, can it, uh, is, is that something that can, can be a link there? I mean, that, that's an astonishing figure. I think that, I think that there's unquestionably a link um, in uh, I've got two teenagers um, and in the, the, the pressure that they're under mm. uh, not, not just around body image but you know people flashing cash everywhere and cl- claiming lifestyles that are non-existent or actually just not healthy to go after mm. you know, not everybody not everybody needs to be in a Learjet you know you can be a really really happy painter and decorator um, and, and, and the, that, that redefinition of of, of happiness only being defined and accepted by the people around you rather than yourself it becomes kind of a very subjective sort of thing that's unquestionably doing damage but what I prefer to think about and what we can't prefer to think about when we work with organisations like Instagram is that social media is is brilliant we're just kind of using it wrong um, that it's kind of the analogy that springs to mind for me is that I, I, I used to smoke fags. I loved fags. I smoked loads of fags. I was really good at smoking fags. I was one of the best at smoking fags. And I knew exactly what it was wrong. I knew what it was doing. I was buying packets of fags with pictures of withered lungs on it, you know. But it took me a while. It took me a while. I mean, a ridiculously long period to work out that, that what I was doing was bad for me. And I, and I wonder and hope that our use of social media, but our use of more broadly of digital communication and the, and the, and the internet is, is going through a kind of, I guess, a, a stroppy adolescent phase, or maybe it's a toddler, I don't know what it is, but you know, yeah. in its development, we'll work out how to use it better because it's the finest communication tool that we as a species, which is successful because of our ability to communicate, uh, we just seem to be doing it wrong when what we're trying to do is pretend we're something that we're not because that's unsustainable. Although, I mean, you know, staying with the social media thing for a second, I, I, I feel like over the past year I've seen people put their hands up and say that they are having a rocky time with their mental health and then get quite a bit of support on place, places that are normally a bit of a bear pit, like Twitter, etc. So do you feel like people are getting a bit better at uh, admitting it and talking about it and it being a thing and also social media maybe is, is kind of rallying around people a little bit as well? It's, it might be on the turn for the, for the better? You've got to hope so. I mean, I think, I guess one of the, the, the key measures for us is there's a, there's a thing that I didn't know about. I've never had anything to do with, with this area of work uh, before until I started doing this three and a bit years ago. And I didn't know that there's a thing uh, which is called World Suicide Prevention Day. And I think that had I, before I'd worked for Carl, I'd have probably thought, God, I'm keeping away from that. That sounds really miserable. You know, you wouldn't want to go near it. Um, so when I first started at Carl three and a half years ago, nobody really knew about it. And it was just a thing that happened. And people uh, who were around that subject thought it was interesting. Now, three and a half years later, we are, our doors are being kicked down by media to get 
our view on things. And it goes the same with lots and lots of other organisations like Samaritans, like Mind. Um, and I think that's indicative of the fact that people are taking notice of suicide as a, as a phenomena uh, and we're starting to be able to talk about it and I think that's really important I still have this little handbrake that goes on when I come to that word which is kind of ironic seeing as that's what we do is we try to prevent it um, but it's really important to learn that lesson that there, there is there is still a huge amount of stigma that said that that in- indicator that media wants to come to us more and talk to us that where we would have to fight for partnerships in the past now brilliantly we've got brands and companies and organizations and football teams and musicians and comedians and brilliant radio stations wanting to work with us uh, i think that's indicative of the fact that mental health and good mental health and the encouragement of good mental health as a thing uh, and i think that we do, we are starting to take collective responsibility for that and i hope that people that aren't are going to be re- going to be regarded in the same way that people that would you know light up a cigarette on a train to stretch that smoking analogy a bit far, which just be kind of pretty soon. Hopefully, that would be that that, that would be pariah like behaviour if we don't have this community, this tribal behaviour around protecting each other and making each other feel happy. So, in the in the hope that we are all opening up a little bit more, and 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 people are finding it easier to talk to others, um, what what can calm offer someone who who needs help then? Um, loads and loads of content at thecalmzone.net, which is a terrible website address, and I apologise for it, but that's what it is. And get that's what get yourself down to the calm zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, roll up. Roll it's on. terrible. Um, but there's there's a huge amount of, of of stuff there. Advice if you're worried about yourself. Advice if you're worried about people around you. Um, and, and we do things in a way which I which is not preachy, which is not finger wagging, uh, and which is quite often not very serious. Actually, we do things in a way which will really connect with people that that um, don't don't behave in the way that perhaps the traditional mental health sector behaves. Um, so there's that, um, and there's loads of videos, and there's loads of stuff to read and things. Um, become a part of what we do, which is which is the movement against suicide, and that movement is about tribal behaviour. To say we, this is this this is a this is this is not acceptable. That when we have an 11 percent rise year on year in suicide, as a community, as a society, we, we we find that utterly unacceptable. And becoming a part of that movement and running or cycling or playing football or going to a gig or putting on a gig or any of those kind of things is a really healthy and great fun thing to do or if you need to then know that our helpline is there i mentioned the times earlier it's 0800 58 58 58 and it's from five to midnight seven days a week it is free it is confidential it is non-judgmental and we will help you if you're having a rough day or a rough hour and we'll help you if you are feeling that you're right at the end uh, of your road and, and 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 in a point of total crisis and we'll help anybody that needs it so that that's that that's what we exist to do so please do use it if you need it and how has the lockdown had a negative effect on mental health? I think, you know, a lot of people who normally are so busy they don't really get to think about stuff. I've had a lot of probably a bit too much time to reflect on things, which has probably put some people into the hot water like this that they previously wouldn't have been anywhere near having these kind of thoughts. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, with that, yeah, with that question. So our, our helpline use went up by just under 40%, so 38%. So 37% right at the start of lockdown. It then leveled out. And then when lockdown was uh, continued, lengthened, it went up again. And then when lockdown was relaxed, it went up again. Um, and, and I think there that that's just indicative of a, a, a rising a tide of anxiety. Uh, I mentioned it before, I've got two kids. Um, and I don't, you know, in, the, in the dark days of early lockdown, we didn't really know what was going on. And we had the food shortages and uh, you know, the anxiety levels in our household were pretty high with, with my daughter not being able to do a GCSEs and my son being at home. And, you know, we didn't know what was happening. So if we, if we extrapolate that and we extend it right away across the whole of society, if you were suffering with a pre-existent mental health condition, then I can, I can only imagine how awful the, the, the raised level of fear and stress was. But for lots of people, and we're getting it still every single day, people who are using help by people who are contacting us and becoming a part of CAR, is that people who had in the past never encountered negativity in their minds. Uh, we've been forced into a situation which is utterly alien to us and one which has had no, no, no finite conclusion. Um, and, and that's really frightening and uncertainty is just about the most the most frightening thing that you can experience I, I, I would suggest um, and now what we we are waiting for of course is the fact that there will be an economic downturn um, that we're about probably to go back into stricter lockdown measures in London as we are around the rest of the country so that, that that's going to continue and we think those stress levels are going to get higher uh, obviously the the help that you provide um doesn't just happen. Uh, you're you're a you're a charity as well. So, are there any events coming up? I mean, tough with events at the moment, but oh, uh, just things that can yeah. things that can can help help you guys. Yeah, I mean, incredibly, this um, it's it's an inspiring thing to be able to do for a living. The the way that people support us is just magnificent and uh, we, we, we have relied historically on big events um, like gigs like uh, you know organised runs and that sort of stuff um, and actually what we found is that the, the masses of people that are a part of our movement have, have found ways to do stuff for us we had uh, just brilliant things somebody ran a marathon around a 15 foot square patio and then when he'd done that we did, we did that and he thought well that's not enough I'm going to run a marathon a day for five days so we did that um, people yeah somebody climbed Everest on the stairs just by going up and down wow <laughs> <laughs> so like the physical things are incredible but then we, we've got just huge amounts of uh, the talent from, from, from music so people like Lewis Capaldi and Loyal Carner and Sam Fender and uh, the beautiful and wonderful Arlo Parks doing things for us um, Lewis played the whole of his first album with a ticketed gig online so just everywhere we're seeing people organisations groups informal or formal coming together to support Calm and we're, we're in good shape we have uh, a beautiful event that was, was due to be the second one this year called the Lost Hours Walk, um, which can't happen, which is where we ask the very poignant and I think moving question, which is if you could have an hour back with somebody that you've lost, what would you what would you say to them? We do that when the clocks go back. So we would be doing that in October. But uh, we're unable to do that event, which goes from Greenwich uh, to from the Meridian all the way around to the Oval and back to Greenwich. Um, last year we had over a thousand people walking that. This year, we've got 
incredible numbers, way, way more people walking it on their own. They, they can't come to London and do it in a big group. So yeah. we've got more people than we had last year are, are doing that uh, in memory of someone or just to support calm. So it's this beautiful, organic rise and people wanted to do stuff for us and details of all the events and things that you can do are on our website. Uh, and just you know, going to basics and the small things, one thing we've been talking about on Absolute Radio is, is just texting a friend just to see that they're okay and then asking them how you're feeling. Is, that's important, isn't it? Because sometimes you can be so busy with work and you're getting on, on the train or driving home and you just haven't got time to, you don't feel like having a conversation with anyone, but just a little text or a WhatsApp can, can make a difference, don't you think? Yeah, and it's, I think it's the B-side to, that, um, to, to the, the, the downside of digital uh, miscommunication, you know, with, 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 as we're talking about with social media. The, the B-side is that we're so brilliantly connected that the, the, the ability to reach out, I'm sorry about the cliche, but the ability to connect with people and just check in with them and see how they're doing. Um, fortunately, we're also way past um, Zoom quizzes because I don't want to do another Zoom quiz. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, maybe that's a downside of digital connectivity. But yeah, so we, we, we talk a lot. We, we, we put out sort of bundles of advice. Um, and one of those was switch off. So it's okay to get away from COVID. If you go, if you use Chrome as your internet browser, you can go to the uh, the Google Store and download it, the Calm COVID blocker, which will block COVID from your website. Oh, so wow. wherever you go, the it's brilliant. So wherever it's wherever it sends it, it, it discovers the word COVID or coronavirus, it just puts a big um, enjoy your moment of calm and a click through to advice pages from us, which is a fun thing. So you know, switch off and don't you don't don't feel you have to immerse yourself in it all the time. But the other one is is switch it on and stay connected to those people around you that we, we are tribal and no matter what perhaps uh, some some parts of the popular media or, or the internet might tell us that you know we, we, we all hate each other we don't we found we ran a survey and found that 82 percent of men want to be the mate that helps we want to be asked to help because at the, at the very heart of our overextended and ridiculously developed brains is communication, which is the secret to why we're the most successful species on the planet. But when we're deprived that communication, isolation is horribly, horribly damaging. So reaching out to somebody, just sending them a tweet or a text or whatever, um, and just asking them if they were right can be so helpful. And if really, if you don't get a reply, ask again. And, and, and that, that I think is the simplest thing we can do to look after each other. Simon, it's been brilliant chatting to you. I want to make sure that the notes that I've made as we've been uh, chatting here, that I've written down the right things. So, first of all, calmzone.net. Did we get that right? The, the calmzone.net. Good it's job even I worse checked. than you thought. Good yeah. job I checked, right. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> at the calmzone. Yeah. And uh, probably the most helpful, certainly for people in, in times of crisis, the, the free confidential helpline. That was 0800 58 58 58. That's the fella. Got it. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, Simon, amazing to speak to you. Doing some amazing work, and I think it's never been more important than it is now just to reach out and be able to chat to other people and just check to see people are okay. Brilliant. Thanks very much for having me on. That's really great. 